I want to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so you can have it be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, plus many more. You can make money from your podcast with absolutely no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Picciuto, and I'm very excited to have my good buddy in studio, Stephen Servin. My man, how you doing? Very well. How are you, John? I'm doing great, buddy. Great to have you in studio today. I appreciate you having me. Oh, thanks for coming, man. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, my name is Stephen Servin. I'm 33 years old. I reside out of West Caldwell, New Jersey. Um, uh, I consider myself a creative of some sort. I have a full-time job. Say that. With the town of North Caldwell. It's like the... The uh, nine to five, but um, I'm always interested in doing other things besides that. Um, usually in creative fields, I've been a professional photographer for about ten years. Uh, shied away from photography. I still shoot here and there, um, but I've for the last year and two months, I've been running a woodworking business from COVID. It started uh, when I was laid off from work, and it sort of snowballed, and just because of social media and. I guess getting new uh, clients, it's it's really turned into something special. So obviously the Instagram and such will be linked in the bio. Okay. The woodworking stuff visually is not great for a podcast medium, but your stuff is incredible. I wish I had more than 430 square feet to put something <laughs> that, you, that you have <laughs> in this space. For you, of course. But um, talk to me about the last year. So I, I mean, was it a hobby that you kind of just always were interested in and like yeah. how did you start yeah the- yeah exactly that um it's funny uh so i have a buddy of mine who's a carpenter and he has his own chainsaw mill and what that is is a it's a jig as you like to call it jigs are in a woodworking term for just something you connect to a tool to create like something out of wood um it's like an accessory uh so he has something where he connects to his chainsaw and can mill logs you know into slabs and slabs are vertical uh, or horizontal, I guess, uh, slabs of wood that keep about two to three inches thick, mm-hmm. you know, that keep the natural edge of the lumber. You know, that's why I do a lot of live edge stuff. That's It's, right. it's called live edge. Which um, for people listening, it's like the bark end of the... Right, yeah, right. it's a natural edge. We don't square it off. You keep the natural edge, and it's, it's pretty popular right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had a bunch of slabs um, dried, because it takes like that, and I'll get into that very soon about dryness of wood and how I found out about that the hard way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he had a couple pieces of wood and I was on quarantine, not quarantine, uh, uh, relieved from work for a couple of weeks. And I was like, hey, what can I do? And I, I saw a couple of pieces online. I'm like, I could really do this. I'm like, that's pretty cool. So I knew he had some wood and, uh, just turned it into a console table in which I raffled off because I have a friend that raffles, uh, quads and oh he makes a whole lot of money doing this wow yeah he raffles off quads it's a six-figure side hustle i entered this raffle yes, i think yes. i won 60 bucks yeah you did yeah i think you did yeah yeah that's our, our mutual friend how we met jackie molestia was right. very mad that she i was won. very mad yeah. i know i, I, I was remember, like i don't want the 60 bucks i, remember I want the, the comment, fucking table i remember the comment vividly <laughs> she was yeah she wasn't very happy. uh so yeah i raffled i was like all right well this would be a good way to get my name out mm-hmm. and just even through that people a lot of people were like all right if i don't win this raffle can I? Can you make me a, a coffee table? Can you make me a desk? And so on and so forth. And uh, sort of snowballed from there. Uh, did the raffle, and then started looking around Facebook and just the internet, talking to a lot of different people, just learning about like, all right, how how can I really make this happen? Mm-hmm. Learning about different types of wood, uh, moisture content. How like you can't just cut wood down fresh and make a table because it has to be really dry like for years outside and then you throw it in something called a kiln it's mm-hmm. a big you know like a, almost like a there's vacuum kilns like it cooks it to a certain percentage how so does something it, dry outside if it rains uh you just you, you it's called like stickering yeah you, you pretty much you, how you how you cut it you just slab it and then you put like pieces of wood in between them so for air can get in between and you you stack it the way it's actually like 
naturally round, mm-hmm. you know, so you start with the lower piece, this and that. And then some people obviously put like a shed over it or some sort sure. of, gotcha. you know, um, covering. But they need it air dry for a couple of years. How thick each piece has to be one year outside dry. So, so it's two, in- two wow. inches thick, two, two years outside, and then a kiln. It's a whole process, and I had no clue. Wow. So I was getting wood from people like... Um, I know somebody who has a tree business, so I'm getting this wood. I'm like, yeah, I'll just get this wood for free. I'll be rich. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be this hard. Yeah. But, oh, it, it was really hard. So, um, started it that way. Uh, yeah, just learned as much as I could. I mean, I, I'm pretty good with tools. Like I've, I've done wood shop, and you know, I'm decent at a lot of different stuff like that. But to this extent, like with this, there's you know, learning epoxy, learning you know all different ways to flatten slabs. So it was a whole new experience for me, and. I was taking on jobs that I've never done before. I'm taking these deposits. Like, yeah, I'll figure it out. And I've just been figuring it out ever since. That's fucking awesome. And it's it's been working out really well. It seems um, like a natural extension. Like you said, you're a, a photographer for 10 right, years. Yeah, it seems yeah. like a natural, creative I flex. I need that. Exactly. Yeah. Cause especially, I was working a lot, and a 9 to 5 is just not enough for me. I've always like, oh, like, I need more. I need something else. I can't sit home after work, watch some TV. Sure. I know I work out. That's something else to do, but... Um, even photography, that's how I found it that way. Cause I needed something else. I needed an, uh, some sort of creative outlet. Uh, and yeah, that for that, f- for, for me, this is, it, it's really been fulfilling that and, you know, having that it's, it's been awesome. I love it. You know, cause do you feel like it flexes like a different sort of creative muscle in your head or like in your soul or something compared like to photography? Or yeah. Just in general. Just in general. Like, uh, yeah, of course, because my, what I really get out of it, especially like what I loved doing in photography, because what I did mostly in photography was action sports. Mm-hmm. It's like skateboarding. So like a skater would come up to me or a company like Vans. Like, I shot a lot of stuff for Vans. Oh, no shit. Vans, and I worked for Thrasher Magazine, the biggest. Fuck, that's yeah, sick. I've had a lot of stuff published in them. I worked for them for a while. Wow, that's awesome. So it's like, all right, like I, there's skate spots, like a stair set or some ledge, you know, what's called a skate spot, quote mm-hmm. unquote. So the skater like, yeah, I want to do this at this spot. So me, I'm really good at, um, like I still have a crazy imagination so i could picture in my head like all right how am i gonna shoot this how am i gonna like so putting what i have in my head and actually making it happen like the, the photo of like all right well this this how this trick's gonna look you know um still as a still image uh and like like all right well you know i know how this how the composition is gonna be and I've, i'm always trying to do a little wide angle stuff uh, mm-hmm. like in skateboarding they do a lot of fisheye they're really close but i, I want to make a photo i want to make something cool and visually yeah um appealing so, and the same thing with, like, with this woodworking, because a lot of it's commissioned, so it's custom stuff, and that's what I like doing the best, because they're like, they have, they have an idea, they have a vision. I'm like, give me some inspiration, and really making it happen, and seeing, like, the look on the customer's face, and, like, going from maybe a sketch on, on some paper to actually making it happen in something that's tangible, that's that, that's it for me. That's, that's awesome. so fulfilling, and, you know, the, the gratification I get from that. Yeah, so, so I came... It sort of correlates. Yeah, that's awesome. I came out of your shop, I don't know, maybe like two, three weeks ago, and you're mm-hmm. working on, like, a huge table. So what's, what's like, the biggest piece that you've made to date? Uh, these dining room tables. But, Big yeah. black walnut dining table. It's a single slab. Um, it was probably 400 pounds, just a piece of wood alone, three inches thick. Probably seven feet long, but but it's like really wide too. It's for a woman in Roseland, you know that thing was a beast. Um, actually, two dining room tables in Roseland, a bar top. They've been pretty big. So yeah. it's interesting. Um, from a photography perspective, obviously, I'm I'm a photographer as well. And you mentioned like being able to like creatively like present your vision for a particular photograph or mm-hmm. a piece of wood or, or, or a, you know something that you're making for someone. I often struggle with like what my vision of something's going to be before I'm there, right? Yeah. So like whether I'm shooting with a model or I'm doing street work or whatever, until I'm presented in the moment, it's hard for me to. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. Cause obviously, you know that's that's what, especially yeah, you're doing portrait photography or even you do landscape. You're out doing street stuff. Obviously, that's not on the fly. That's mm-hmm. that's what's catching your eye. You know, lining up compositions. Oh shit! How the, how this light's working and all that kind of stuff has to factor into it. But yeah, with the model, I mean. Like, just, do you find yourself, like, like I can't pre-plan my creativity? Yeah, to an extent. I mean, with that, maybe your location, like, how you're going to same locations, because you have awesome, like, as, like, a portrait photographer or someone doing shooting people, um, like, you're going to constantly maybe go back to the same locations, or you're going to find a location, like, all right, I want... So you'll have that in your head, like, all right, well, I know how the light's going to look here. If it's a dark, it's in an alleyway, like, depending where you are, and then, obviously... You can come up with, you know, ideas for that. So talk me through how you started working for, like, 
Brasher and Vans. I mean, like that's those are huge yeah, brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just to the skate community, the skateboard community is very tight knit. You know, mm-hmm. we everyone knows everybody. Um, and there wasn't a lot of skate photographers, especially coming from the East Coast and Jersey. There's some out of New York City, and they all moved to L.A. Like a lot of them, the filmers, the photographers, even the, the skateboarders. Weather helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. But that's where mostly the industry as well. But with New York, it's like. New York City skaters, even there's a lot of people coming from L.A. back to New York because it's the fucking coolest. Well, because L.A. Cause, sucks. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's the culture over here. It's the street vibe. It's, it's real raw over here. It's not commercial bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so people love coming back here. I love shooting out like in our sort of urban areas. Like I've shot a lot of an awesome photo that was actually across the street from here. No shit. There's a, yeah, there's a parking garage. Um, what is that? Maybe Midland? There's a parking garage, and it's got these stairs with a huge handrail coming from Bloomfield Avenue to the parking garage. Okay. So I shot a kid ollieing over that. I'll, I could show you. It's and was that in Thrasher? That was, no, that was in another magazine. Okay. But yeah, um, I've shot a bunch of photos in Montclair. Uh, but yeah, how I got into that, it's just knowing people, networking, it's it's crazy. Like, I grew up skateboarding since fourth grade. I still love it. That's who I am. It's It comes from, you know, skating is such a creative outlet as itself you know it's not a sport mm-hmm. like oh it's, it's a, you don't call it a sport yes it was can, in the olympics you can judge it yes there's a way to judge it <laughs> but it's, it's you can't be the best at it you can't win skateboarding it's not a game yeah it's an ever-flowing thing that's a creative like, I everyone's got that. their own style everyone has their own tricks what they like to do mm-hmm. you know how they pr- approach a certain scenario or stair set or whatever the obstacle may be it's art it is it is it's literally a, like poetry in motion like you're creating it as you go everyone it's so that's why you really can't take that away from people like oh like everyone could throw a football the same way as Aaron Rodgers, but not everyone skates the same. Not everyone, you know, has their. Uh, everyone has their own style. Mm-hmm. So, uh, getting getting. So back. just shooting for. Yeah, just shooting for for people, you know, for local skate shops. That's where you really start at, you know, okay. shooting local kids. A lot of kids. Are and is this still like a thing? Like, can oh. you still be like a big skate photographer oh, yeah, in 2021? Yeah. You, you yeah. travel around the world with these 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 teams. Like, it could be the Vans team. It could be a board company that you'll travel around the world, and they'll be like, "All right, it'll be on the internet, like on the the websites. Um, it'll be installed in the magazines. There's still skate magazines, probably. You know, like that's awesome. Um, so you'll travel around the world. It could be a tour in the United States. It could be to Egypt or you know Japan, and you'll pretty much cover the trip, and hmm. you'll shoot all the photos for it. You'll you, a lot of times you'll you do the written word too. You know, you'll cover, so you'll do the whole, maybe a, a five-page spread in these magazines. That's sweet. Their, their whole trip and how shit goes. So did you get to travel anywhere when you were? Uh, just the United States. Okay. No, I never made that big. Yeah. You know, like I could have. It's just like, it's how timing was in life. Yeah. It's hard to. You need like a job to pay yeah, bills. Yeah, exactly. And... Like I didn't go to LA. I didn't do all that. So I was doing this on the side. So yeah. I was just, it's. We're, we're about the same age, and I, I found that, like, so you have a gigantic head start on me, like, creative-wise, photography-wise. Like, I just kind of stumbled into this mm-hmm. love of my yeah, life. How long have you been doing this? I've wondered. I've been taking pictures, I want to say, for somewhere between three and five years. Okay. And I can't quite remember. Like, my buddy Alex Sweetwood owns Unique Photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bought a... Yeah, I knew his uncle. I, I bought a... Uh, Jesus Christ, what was it? Like a 60D... Oh, the, the Canon in 2004 yeah, 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 yeah. or five, and that wasn't a bad camera. No, no it was I, fine. I bought a shit Canon. I started as well. Listen, I started shooting because my buddy had a ramp in his backyard, and he, a guy across the street had this like uh, Canon T3i, and he was trying to still shoot photos of us, and he, he couldn't figure it out because it's hard to shoot skateboarding. Like the action, you need to be like, especially lighting, you know, yeah. understand how that is. So I was like, all right, let me screw around with this, and I started figuring it out. And I was like, I looked on YouTube and like, like a couple of skate photographers, just simple stuff, and I got some sweet photos. I'm like, wow, I could fucking do this. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was out of, it was out of no like it was out of nowhere. That's so awesome. So I got it for I want to say I bought it for like my 25th birthday because mm-hmm. I distinctly remember like. It, I brought it to Atlantic City for my birthday, and I it had to be like a monu- like a milestone ish birthday. I think it was twenty five. Right. It wasn't like twenty six. It was like twenty five. I bought this camera, brought it down. I've got like all these pictures of us, and like Alex got a suite for us, and sweet. and uh, we were drinking in the suite. We were eating, and we had dinner, and we went out. It was like great. It was just such like a, a wonderful, awesome night. Right. Were you and I time? took Doc- so many pictures. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then I like stuck it in my closet, and I didn't pick it yeah, up for fucking or ever. You, you put the thing in the hard drive. Like, there's a thousand photos. I'm not looking through this. <laughs> it was and that then, too. Yeah, I've done that plenty of times. Like, it sucks. That's the worst part of photography. It, it was that too, sucks. for sure. It was yeah. that too. So I didn't pick it up for years, and then I started getting big into YouTube, and okay. I'm not doing YouTube, watching YouTube, and. You know, before I would go to bed every night, I would spend like 30, 40 minutes watching random YouTube videos, and I saw something on the Fuji X100V. Uh, V. Yeah. No. F. 
I've got the V. So the, it was the preceding. Right. That's got the, the digital viewfinder. And yeah. All yeah and I was like, this is a sweet camera. I was like, I don't use the one that I've had for 10 years. So I sold it. Mm-hmm. I got not much for it because no. it was fucking 10 years yeah, old. Yeah, that'll get and I, and I got the Fuji. And I started doing street photography. And the first day, so I, I was working in the city. And the first day that I was doing street photography after watching, you know, hours and hours of video online, I got this picture of this guy like leaned up against the wall, kind of looked like Santa Claus. It's like the fucking coolest picture. Yeah, I, I think it. it's still it my hang, favorite. Hanging up in Jackie's old. Uh... It was. Yeah, yeah I've got a print of it. I yeah. Crazy visual. Remember, yeah. Remember you all the you black do. Ones. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, the, the guy with the, the hands crossed. Yeah, that was my dad's yeah, hands. Yeah, uh, the guy, there's a picture through somebody's, like a window, a storefront. Yep. You yep. Know, yep. Got that too. You do years. have a good visual. Wow. Yeah. Man, you should go on Jeopardy or something. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm good at photos. So that's shit, man. That's, that's how it. I picked up the bug. So I took that first picture that first day on the commute to work, and I was like, I caught the bug. And then I went really f- hard into Fuji. I bought the X-T3. Mm-hmm. I bought a bunch of lenses. Oh, yeah. It gets expensive quick. It got expensive quick. And then I was like, this is not me. <laughs> so I sold everything. Really? Why? I sold, well, just I'll tell you bored why. Of me. Oh, okay. I sold everything, and I bought a Leica. Hmm. And Digital or uh, film M6. Oh, oh, M6, man. I've had one of those. Yeah. I, I sold it a little while ago. So I was Me too. I made so much ago. money on it. It's the lenses, man. Oof. Yeah. They're phenomenal. I love it. That's so good. then I went full into film. And I will say film is for sure my passion. Yeah. I shoot primarily portraiture with a Hasselblad 500cm. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. I've got, a, I've got an, yeah, I've got an EOS R for, you know, like, paid portrait work, mm-hmm. you know, family stuff, whatever it is that I'm right. doing. But film's like my passion. I mean, I got a box of film over there, like hundreds oh, and yeah, hundreds yeah, and yeah, hundreds yeah. of rolls. But I saw my Leica. Keep them in the fridge. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so now I'm I'm at this point in this crossroads of my photography where I'm like trying to figure out where I go next. Like, am I trying to shoot covers of magazines? Am I trying to just sell prints? Am I trying to do all these things? And it's it's back to my original point of the envy of it is like, I wish I was 10 years younger, like you picking up the thing that I love the most in the world right now for the first time. Um, but I also, there is a strong part of me that feels like it's never too late to do something. Of course. No, no, never, never, never. And to that token, Uh -uh. you find something like the woodworking Uh job that you are now doing and crushing. Thank you. Thank you. So my question for you, whether it be photography, whether it be the wood side of things, what inspires you to make art what inspires you to make furniture what inspires you to do like it's, do it's those something things? inside me that i'm like you know constantly trying to create and try to make and it's 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 more like a legacy thing like i what are you mm. gonna be known for like i you know i've had some friends die in the last 10 years i'm sorry tragic deaths and it really puts perspective into things you know and you really want to be like what what can you leave on this earth you know, like even it's it's just the, the point of having I've had photos and magazines seen around the world in Japan. They're looking at my photos, but just having that tangible thing, I will have that forever. Mm. And that's you know, it's something that a lot of people don't have. That they have this nine to five job, and they live for the weekend. They get fucked up, and that's all they got to live for. And that's not fun to me. I love it's fun to me, but that, it's you, you got to create. You got to be like, what are you really going to leave on this earth? You know, and I'm, I've always been into creative. I've always been into art, even as a kid. You know, I played football. I wrestled. Played baseball. But it was also skating, surfing, snowboarding. It was always just wanted to do more. Um, it's drawing. I was in honors art. You know, I was in the, the, the oh, art show it. in high school. Yeah, I was doing. I was doing really well there. In the wood shop, I had, had like there's a huge uh, wood shop and art show and James Caldwell. So I was in, I had stuff in both. Um, so just how inspired, just constantly looking at people's stuff on Instagram, like any any sort of inspiration I can get, mm. and maybe trying to relate it to what I do. That's a good question. Uh, how do I stay inspired? Like I said, just it's, it's just a, a bug inside you that you know you have to create and do something. Because if I'm not, I'm what am I fulfilling my time with? Yeah, dude. I mean, like I spent the vast majority of my twenties just doing what you said, going out, getting yeah, yeah. fucked up, trying to hook up with girls, and it's like, what the fuck? Like this is the same it's song not, and dance. Is that, is that what is that life? Is that it's the way not. You live now? It's There's not no fulfillment. So I, I recently had a conversation with my brother, and I my the number one takeaway that I'm trying to gain from a lot of these conversations is: Does your mental perspective come only with time? Is it possible that you can be a 25 year old version of yourself with the feelings that we currently share now? Whereas, what is a life? Right? Are these lessons that you can only learn over time, or you can impart this level of knowledge to someone at 20, at 22? Well, it's it's, it's a lot of it comes from experiences. Yeah, things, experiences. Will, That's what will, I think. Experiences will happen in your life, and that will change you and hinder your your mindset and your mental, you know, process thought process. So, I mean, you can't be like, oh, without them, you're not going to have these enlightened moments or even these, you know, 
this this mindset. So either way, it's, it's possible, but yeah. everyone's different. Yeah. Um, I, I think that because for me, like just personal growth in the last five years is off the charts. Right. Things that I couldn't think like or uh, yeah, do. Me too. Okay. Yeah, Dude, that's all I know that. You just, you so might. could you have been that level of like... Mm, discipline. Yeah. I've, you know, there's, there's days like people think like, oh, would you do this every day? Waking up at four, I go to the gym. I, I, God bless you. Five o'clock to 6.30 and then I'm at work from seven o'clock to 3.30 and then at my shop from 4.30 to nine o'clock every day. Wow. It's a grueling physically, mentally. You know, I get home from my nine to five job. I'm fucking exhausted. But like, I got still got work to do. I got to do this. So well, maybe got, I'll yeah. listen to a podcast. Maybe I just, you know, it's just, it's just constant motivation. Just, you know, it's, it's a discipline. It's, I like that. It's hard. It's not easy. This isn't for everybody, you know. It, oh, and for I've always sure. wanted to be an entrepreneur too. Even like the photography, I've always, I'm, uh, it's all I watch. Like, say if I'm watching TV, I'm watching business stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like The Profit or whatever, Shark Tank, that kind of stuff. Or YouTube or podcasts like that. Always like more self-development and also business stuff. Mm. So it, it goes hand in hand. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you know, like it's 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 self-development in disguise. Being a 100%. businessman, you know. And oh, I've always great. wanted to do that as well. You know, like I said, I'm never fulfilled with a 9 to 5. And who knows how long I'll even have a 9 to 5. Well, I mean, the wood business is going to be I, I probably yeah. could if i wanted to right now yeah but i don't know yeah. if, if there's more i need it's a to big, do yeah i mean there's all those considerations like health insurance oh and of course fucking yeah a million i gotta get a shop i gotta do there's a whole yeah. you know there's thousands and thousands of equipment but that's in due time we'll from a, from a creative standpoint like you've done sick things work with vans thrashers mm-hmm. starting your own woodworking business what gave you confidence to be able to like fucking pick up a camera and shoot for it's, thrasher magazine yeah, it's, or, it's, it's it's believing in yourself and just like Sort of but like, like when you hadn't done you gotta it, you got to go blind into it and like fuck it. I just got to make this happen, sort of thing, and try to be as prepared as you can. Just a rational but confidence. It's, yeah, you got you to. That's how it is in life, man. And anything because you got to take a leap in anything like that because there's a lot of people who don't and then they're unhappy with their lives. <laughs> so and that's it's if you want to really do something great and do something that's gonna really, you know, make a mark in this world. You I gotta like take that. a leap, and any you ask any businessman, any entrepreneur, anyone who's billionaires, you gotta take a leap. You gotta take chances. You gotta like. There's a lot of times, like even in this woodworking, I'm taking on jobs I've never done before. I'm <laughs> taking these thousands and thousands of dollars deposits. Well, you know, my customers. And what gives here. you confidence to be like, yeah, I could fucking do this? Can, you just I, figure I, it I just, out. Yeah, and then I've, I have a lot of friends who who can do some carpentry. I mean, very talented carpenters, but no one makes furniture. But still, just, just gaining knowledge of what I know, going through. Trying to get as much information I can and just making it happen. Yeah, I have figuring out as I go. I have immense amount of irrational confidence in myself. I I, I wish there was something that yeah. I could figure what else out. You can do. You know, yeah. you, can't, you can't depend on anyone else, dude. Hundred percent. I mean, like my old trope is life short. Go mm-hmm. for what you want. Of course. Do the things you want to do. That's right. And like that's a very cliche mindset, but it's very practical. You have to. You have to have that mindset. You know, I'm big on mindset stuff, and I have like, you know, core discipline of or uh, principles of how I live for, of of just discipline perspective gratitude you know all and have you always had that or did it come no to you? it's been coming the last couple of years just because i mean like what flipped the switch uh i don't know if there was anything in particular just maybe i didn't like how my life was going uh you know maybe partying too much getting in just not there's no progression and i'm a progressive person i gotta there's always gotta be something like you know but that's how maybe i got tired of photography i'm like all right what's next or you know anything i really did jobs whatever it may be um women no <laughs> uh but I, I don't know it's just it's just because you you know you have you untapped potential un you know and you, you know like i could be doing better that sort of drive and if you're not like it's a fulfillment if you're not totally happy because there's a lot of unhappy people in this world you know and i know and i could see it and people are like oh well, you know i could do this i want to do this all this kind of stuff and I'm like fuck that I, I can't live like that i can't you know and it's 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 only up to you to make something happen i and, you're you know, speaking my language I, I couldn't agree with you more i had a conversation recently with a buddy who was like oh dude like you're so inspiring to me i started laughing I, hysterically it's crazy. people like you know like, i started I laughing hysterically. videos on, on instagram <laughs> I'm like, oh, people watch your shit. I was like, yeah. I, I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> I was nuts. like, listen, I, I, I was like, my photographer, everyone, I, it's getting compliments. People off, the, oh, you're Steven Sarian, like, oh, you know, like skaters and shit like that. Like, yo, it's like your photo is my favorite. I'm like, there's fucking huge big time photographers. Yeah, I've been doing this for 20 years. My photo of this, you know, whatever skateboarder. <laughs> that's your favorite. It's, I'm looking I'm like, damn. It's hysterical. I mean, listen, you know, like, it's, it's great, but it's just like it, that puts shit in perspective. Like, fuck, all right, well, at least I'm 
doing something that's totally. making a difference. And and like the comments always like, oh, I can't believe you like just decided to do photography. I can't believe you started a podcast. Uh-huh. I can't believe you're doing all these things. Doing. I'm like, why can't you believe that? Do it, do whatever you want to do. do. That's it. Just fucking do it. Yeah. So I I think that goes back to the the original assessment that I was making was like I think it's like a time thing. Mm-hmm. Like I've reached the point in my life right. and the time and the life lessons uh-huh. that have imparted on me that I want to do things. Of course. I want to like, take yeah, the leap. too short. I live that. Yeah. I, I'm a big thing on a regret. Mm. You know? Like, even fucking Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm a big guy in Gary Vaynerchuk. Been on him for years and years and years. And it's a lot of perspective and regret. Like, you know, you don't want to be in a fucking nursing home at 90 years old harping on something. Man, I wish I did this. I wish I did this. You do not want to live with regret. It's, it'll eat you alive because I've had it in my life even I'm only 33 and I'm like, fucking no more. What's, no, your, no, big, no. what's your biggest regret? Uh... Mm, I don't know. It's a tough one. Just, just maybe career decisions. Not getting into more disciplined person earlier. Living too. But again, that freely, goes back. You know exactly. Uh, but it's it's like a regret now. It's not like I regretted it back then. You know? Sure, you were living um, your life then. Yeah, it was, but it's a little too reckless. Living of a, a, a life that wasn't um, doing anything for me. You know, just wasted years almost. Mm-hmm. Where I was getting nowhere with my life. So that's that's a, a big. Like the you know macro, that's a regret. Sure, it's not like one thing. Like oh, if I should have married this girl, or you know, right. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting because again, like the the macro picture is easy for you to look at something like or a time period like twenty five mm-hmm. to thirty where you're like oh, I was just fucking yeah. off. Like of course, there's weeks. You know, there's weeks and weeks go by as you go. There months and months go by, and now I'm day by day. What can I do today? Every day, all my days are planned out. The, every hour, all right, what am I doing after work? How am I going to do this? Bam, bam, bam. I've literally just every day is planned out day before. That is uh, an I, incredibly I regimented. Days. I cannot waste yeah. days anymore. There's a, there's a Ron Pope, uh, who's a, a singer, songwriter, mm-hmm. uh, lyric that goes, uh, the years move fast, but the days move slow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm going to get it tattooed on me for sure because yeah, yeah. it's the level of perspective that I think I need on a daily basis. Like when you're sitting at the desk and like I know you work like with your hands on a daily basis, but like when I'm sitting at my computer staring at a fucking spreadsheet right. for like 35, 40 minutes, I'm like, this is never ending. Like, Fuck, you know? Yeah. So it, it's it's like those moments that like are meaningless and pointless that like are droning you down that you realize like a week from now. Oh man, like oh my mom called me and we had a quick five minute chat and but then like you know twenty years from now my mom's not going to be no, here no, and no. I'll be thinking about that. Right. So the years move fast but the days move slow and it's important to have the perspective of there's no guarantees. No, no, not at all. And, exactly. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. I could die tomorrow. I could drive driving out of here. You know that know. sort of scares me as well. Mm-hmm. How did you live your life? How are people going to remember you? How are you going to fucking? How know? do you think people what are going to remember market? you? Because you got one life. There's so many people and you have an opportunity. Each person in this world has an opportunity to leave a mark on this world. And what? Do you think your mark's going to be? I don't know yet. It's not even close. You're I, not there I, yet. I'm, I want to really get into philanthropy. Getting oh. a lot of giving back. That doesn't even start yet. I just started doing because with my woodworking, like I do a lot of big projects. Mm-hmm. And so and I've been doing charcuterie boards in between, like serving meat and, meat and cheese mm-hmm. boards. It started with these offcuts I had just laying in my garage. Of, Extra like, wood. Yeah, and they were beautiful pieces of black walnuts. So I'm like, all right, I can do something with this. So I was milling them down, you know, and selling them. And now... I'm like, all right, well, how about this? Because I know there's a neighbor across the street from my parents who donates her time. She doesn't need it. She's got plenty of money. Her her husband's a German scientist. Wow. Um, and she donates uh, most of her days at this uh, homeless shelter in uh, Morristown. Huh. So I'm like, shit. I'm like, all right, well, this is, you know, it's a serving board. I'm like, let me let's let me try to correlate this. And how can I like, I've, I've, for some reason, I thought about doing this for a while. But I couldn't understand what can I do? How how can I correlate what I do into helping others? I'm like, all right, well, this is serving boards. I'm going to help serve food. To people that you know, you have this charcuterie board that you'll serve your family with, and so twenty percent of these profits for each board is now going to feeding the homeless or, you know, anyone any a, a food kitchen homeless shelter. Dude, that's fucking so, amazing. Uh, yeah, right now I'm working with the one in Morris. You haven't now. advertised this at all. I did. Yes, I did. It's on Instagram. I missed it. There's a video. This is a great video. Fucking too. Instagram. I was in man. Miami. It's funny. I was on a flight in Miami, and I finally figured it out. And so as soon as I got into the hotel, beautiful hotel in South Beach, the one hotel. Shout out to them. Oof, beautiful spot. Um, I was in the lobby waiting for my room because I was got there at like two thirty, so it was like four o'clock. Had a couple of drinks. I'm like, fuck it, I'm filming the video. Because earlier I like teased it, like I got an announcement to make. So a lot of people hit me up on my DMs, like, oh, are you moving to Florida? Are you doing that? Like, thinking, I'm like, no, <laughs> fuck I'm, no, I'm not moving. <laughs> I'll never move down there. Yeah, a lot of unfinished business up here. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, you know, like it's nothing crazy. I'm like, you know, I've just decided to start incorporating, doing some, you know, uh, giving back in my woodworking. 
That's incredible. Yeah, and, so and fuck homeless solutions in Morristown. So I might each run. You know, maybe it's like six to eight boards in between big projects. I call them runs or whatever. Um, so I might choose a different place to donate to, or maybe just do it twice because it's going to be a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, each board's like one fifty, so twenty percent of that. So it'd be like yeah. a two hundred dollar check. That's so maybe awesome. I'll do it twice. You know, each run to the same spot. You know, so we'll see. Damn man, fuck Instagram for not showing me like the important shit. Like, you know, you, oh, you didn't post. hit the you didn't hit the algorithm that day for them to show you on my feed. Oh, it's like not. I got a lot of views on it. That's fucked it. up. Yeah. That's fucked up. I totally missed that. When, so like, we're gonna link that in the in the yeah, just yeah, yeah. The, the show notes and, and the I just Instagram got the, post for the sure. First one sort of out today or a couple days ago, like out of this run, um, and the, the rest will be delivered this weekend. Hopefully That's fucking awesome. Deliver the man. check next week. Wow, dude, I'm very proud of you for that. That's fucking awesome. I appreciate that. Um, it's always, you know, and it's this has just begun. I, I want to really turn this into something. That's incredible, dude. I mean, that's like the level of mental perspective and like intelligent, thought-provoking decision making that like I'm proud to call you a friend. That's, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank that's you. fucking awesome. I, my next question was going to be, what are you most proud of? But that seems to be a pretty much slam dunk for the fact that it's got to be that. Uh, yeah, that, you know, just in general, just, just whatever I put my mind to, like I'm going to crush. That's what I do. I just, I've been successful in everything I've wanted to. Like just picking up photography out of nowhere. You know, I've always... How do you deal with failure? Uh, it's a good question. Um, it, You got to learn from it. You know, I could be pretty harsh on myself, like anyone, especially in, in the creative aspect. Because you'll, you know, there's photos like I'll look at. They'll be in magazines. And I'm like, fuck, I fucking hate this photo. <laughs> like, it's, it's, you get old. Like, you know, I'll look at a piece. It's beautiful. Oh, it's just great. I'm like, yeah. God, I wish I would have done yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Of course. You're always never satisfied. But failure, um, you got to deal with it. You got to learn from it. Uh, failure is your biggest, you know, your. Because uh, like, it for- could be great for you, especially in. in if you have your own business and stuff like that, you're going to fail a lot. Sure. You've got to get used to it. you got to have thick skin or you're not going to make it. You know, mm-hmm. This isn't for everyone because making the, this months and months ago, making tables, like I said, doing shit for people and like learning how wood is. Like There's one table I made. It's probably one of the best tables. People love it. I constantly get like, oh, can you make me this? And people have no clue about the price. They think it's like a half of what it actually costs. It's expensive yeah. stuff. Um, so like – but just the making of it, like how I made this happen. Which I, did, I never worked with this type of wood before. And I was sleepless nights. I'm like, I fucked this up. These persons trusted me in there. You know, so it, it really worried me, you know. But yeah, I, I've, I've calmed down a little while or a little bit. Um, so the way you deal with failure yeah. is by doubling down into your hard work? I guess so. Just, just. Because like for context purposes, like yeah. in the middle of the pandemic, I took a job. Six months later, I get laid off. Oh, yeah. Ultimate fail. Well, like, that's not your fault. It's not a failure. No, no, it was that's my not fault. A personal failure. No, it was a personal oh, failure. Oh, it was. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I for sure. It was because of the pandemic. Oh, well, I mean, it was like a multitude of things, okay, right? Okay, okay, I wasn't right for the role. Right. I didn't do a great job. COVID, pandemic. Gotcha. There's like a litany of factors right. that fall into that. And it was like my biggest, most public fail. Mm-hmm. Like I had stopped doing my own company that I had started, that I was growing to go take this job. Sure. And it was public and it was it was out there. Yeah. It was like LinkedIn. I've got thousands of right. people. Like, oh, Facebook. I, just, I, th- I thought you just got this job. And they're like, oh, and did, you know, because you put it on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone knows. Congratulations. Like, that's awesome. Mm. And then what I found was. There's a lot of what happens. You know, explaining to do. And that gets uncomfortable, of course. Sure. And what I found was that through that failure, it has led through the greatest period of growth of my life. Really? Because I, literally, I lost my job on a Friday. I packed my car with a cooler, clothes, Gatorade, water, and I drove across the country for like a month. Oh, man. And that, well, I'm going to call it like a photography journey because I basically took my oh, two cameras. Really? I shot like I wish I was going to hundred and cross country, yeah. some of the, you know, the Midwest. That's yeah. what it's at. That's I, photo. Photography. I shot like a hundred something rolls and uh, I came back after like 20 something, 27, 28 days, exhausted, tired, scraggly as fuck. And I was like, I want to be a photographer. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a photographer See, uh, because yeah, I've always wanted to do that. It's funny because I've had these conversations with like very famous photographers. Mm-hmm. I've spoken yeah, yeah. with Yeah, in my journeys like the people the, the photographers I grew up like literally in magazines so I'm like I'm monthly like, shaking their hands like yeah. you know I got that's how I like got into Thrasher, the guy mm-hmm. Mike Burnett who's the photo uh, editor there, he's you know some shot how many magazine covers and stuff like that. I got his number in my phone. Like it's 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 crazy in these situations you get into. You're like wow, like I know this person. Yeah. Now. So yeah, like I, I, no, sorry, I, I I was I, like I had 
this woman Taylor on my on my podcast, and she has shot covers for Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. magazine. Yeah, yeah, I know her. Had uh, James she's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, incredible. Uh, she's fucking awesome. Yeah. As a human being, she is like my favorite human really? on earth. She's Man, awesome. My my buddy James Wolf, who's like very very visual art maker, like his photography is so evocative of spirit and earth, and like just so many things that I can only like mm. hope to be able to, to really elicit capture. Yeah, yeah, to in an image. Oh, man. And what I realized when I'm like looking at ever, other people's art that like really speaks That's to me an itself. as Ooh, an inspiration time, for fuck, sure. How can I get that? Yeah. And then you, when you do the thing, right? So like when I release the shutter button on my Hasselblad or when I'm, or I'm taking a picture, it's the feeling that I get from doing those things that like makes me like double down on this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. And similarly, that's why I started the podcast because these conversations are like soul food for me. Uh, yeah. Like learning where you came from, how you got to where you are, where you want to go, like what your trials and tribulations are like and everything in between is just like food for my soul. I like being able to connect with a person mm-hmm understand their journey i'm the one who talks to the person at a party in the corner that's (laughs) yo who are you where are you from what are you about and i'm just like tell me about yourself let me you know let's fucking vibe here i'm i'm with you you completely like knowing people because that's interesting stuff because at the end of the day to me are interesting yeah me too man and that's probably why i'm into street photography because it's the people watching aspect of life I, i love street photography as well it's fun for me well we got to go out and shoot yeah yeah i spoke about that to you yeah for sure so um my point ultimately being that like it, it took time to get to the place where I'm at now and like the comfortability that I feel in my own skin is, is tremendous. Um, and, and like a, a great, great feeling. Yeah, definitely. Even after shooting something or like, you know, once you upload it, there's times where, you know, I'll, I'll put something into the computer. You'll, you blow it up to the big screen, especially like digital and you're like, wow, fuck, like it's, it's better than I thought it was. And you haven't even touched it in post, but just like when you're looking at a final image or even going to unique, I used to get shit blown up for photo shows and stuff like that. And looking at stuff blown up, like, man, you got to print your artwork. And people are like, yeah, that, yeah, hell yeah. And then people are like, yeah, man, they, even the people, they're like, man, this is sick. I'm like, look, I'm like, yeah, this is fucking sick. You know, what's funny. <laughs> so a lot of what it's, it's holding your own shit. Like, man, I created this. It's, it's just, it's just, I don't know. A lot of this goes into like the Instagram world that we live in. And like, you know, like I said, fear of failure and perception of failure. Yeah, I was hating on Instagram. I had it. I've had it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I had an iPhone for a long time, and it was just a filter. It didn't. There was no. It was almost in the social media. It was just a filter thing. I remember just shooting photos in New York with my friend, like not photos, just with my iPhone, and putting them like just saving it through Instagram. It was just a filter. Uh, it used app. to be that, right, but right. now it's like a way that but people I was, like, like I said. I was hating on people because I'm like all these old photographers that came from Instagram just shooting for Instagram. I'm like. I'm like, what if Instagram goes away? Like, you, you don't have 130,000 followers anymore. Yeah, now you need now, TikTok. No, but, yeah, no, but, no, but like, I just in any social media, like, what do you have tangible? What do you, you know, get into magazines? Get That's why I'm still big into print and stuff like that. I'm like, you need, you need work. You need something to hold. That picture there, yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy at the vessel, uh, it's one of my favorite photos mm-hmm. that I've taken. Ectochrome 100, shout uh, out. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you blew that out nice. There is something to be said about printing your work it's, because yeah, once, you, once you get it tangibly in hand Mm -hmm. it's a a difference maker but my my point was going that we we live in a society where like everyone's trying to show off online and and boast about like what they're doing and no one has the real conversations about like dude are you happy like you you having a good day today like how are you feeling like Mm -hmm. a lot of things that like (laughs) we we show on our day-to-day highlight reel are not people have no clue it's because obviously it's uh there's it's, a lot of hard work. Everyone's showing what what it's they're, it's they're the showing the road. prize. They're not showing the the, the process. Mm-hmm. I'm a big guy in the process because if you don't love the process, you're gonna be out of any of this type of shit because it's hard work. It's a lot of time. You know, you can have all these great photos, but you're sitting behind a computer for like, say, if you're shooting for four hours, you're shooting. You're behind a computer for eight oh, you or know? more. Especially that's why I never really got into wedding photography. There's a lot of money to be made. Oh, I'm like, ah, I can't. I'm like, I don't, I don't have any enjoyment in that. Yeah, I need to shoot what I love. Hundred percent. Um, but. It's, it's the process. The woodworking hard as fuck. Dude, the shit I have to do on my weekends. It's just nuances. All my time. I'm sitting at work on phone calls with people from, you know, wood, uh, wood mills, just calling, looking for lumber. It's, it's talk about a lot of work to make this happen. But any sort of venture like this, you have to put in the work because this is what makes it all 
You know, it's just if if it was this easy, everyone would do it. You know. Well, I was going to say you a have lot of people a, don't do it because it's so hard. Oh, for sure. I mean, the barrier to entry and what you're doing is incredibly high. There's a level of skill. It's not like I could say tomorrow, "Hey, I want to make a fucking table," right? Because I don't know where to get wood. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck to do. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like the barrier the tools. There's a whole lot. The of skill yeah. and level to entry is high. Um, but you're also in an industry, well, industry in a field that is competitive Very, yeah. because you've got the Ikeas of the world mm-hmm. who produce oh, hey, Wayfair, Ikea, all that shit. People it's like I have customers sending me or potential customers that will send me like a, a table for $140. No, no. I mean like a dining table. That's like 1500 bucks. Like, Oh, can you do this black <laughs> table seven feet long? I'm like, I'm like, it's probably from China. It's not hardwood. I'm like the, yeah. wood, the wood alone I would use is a hundred, uh, $1,400 undone, unfinished raw. I'm like, you got to add... A seven-foot slab is 1500 bucks. Yeah, and I'm like, hell yeah. All right. It could be two slabs, too. These, these tables go for five to $10,000. Right. So, because, But these are like custom artisanal... Yeah, and this is custom hardwood. Like The wood alone is very expensive. Right. You know. So you've got this passion that is like unmatched, right? I mean, there are people who do what you do. They're like TikTok famous yeah, yeah, yeah. and Instagram well, yeah, famous. Just big, big people with these big shops with a bunch of employees that do what I do. You know, and it, is that like where the next progression is for you? Like to, uh, to keep it small, though. Okay. I'm gonna if I have to get it bigger, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to maybe get employees. I'm gonna have people doing full time. Like it's it's only me. It's very hard. Yeah, you know, because well, you're limited by your bandwidth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just it's like only one person physically. It's not easy, you know. Especially working all day, you know. Um, I have to keep in shape to be on my feet from in the morning to seven to seven. Yeah, yeah. There's days I I don't I leave my feet until I go to bed. You know, no sitting down, none of that. What shit. does it feel like when you wake up the next morning? Are you like, I could be dog tired, but you have to keep going because, like, the motivation of like, all right, I got a lot to do today, and that's sort of what you have to, you know. I'm gonna give you the cheesiest thing that I do that has made a market Cold showers. Oh fuck no! Yeah, no, at, <laughs> fuck yes, no. It starts hot. It's like I've gotten to a little while ago. And I started doing it again. <laughs> you start hot. Do what you have to do. Clean yourself. Last five minutes. Cold. Not freezing, but cold. You're gonna come funny out, story. Like, you're gonna come out like a maniac. I didn't start taking hot showers until <laughs> what I'm, do you mean? I'm dead ass serious <laughs> bathes what would you do i used to take cold showers Ooh. till my senior year Sick. senior or junior year you in high school Seinfeld? yeah you have the kramers <laughs> oh, I take showers. cold showers that's just psychotics i'll what tell you exactly what happened oh i have a vivid memory of this because <laughs> I, I, we were showering after football practice mm-hmm. it was either junior or senior year i can't remember you shower in your locker room What's yeah freaks we didn't shower after that's, football. That's, maybe that's why you guys are so good. Nah, we, yeah, we'd go home and shower. We didn't shower together. Oh, uh, Caldwell probably doesn't have showers. Right? We do. We yeah, had okay. them. No, we used them. Oh, <laughs> oh that's weird. So like, we were showering after practice, <laughs> right. and I took someone shower afterwards, and it was like too hot, and I put it ice cold. And someone next to me was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Ice this cold. is ice cold. Ice cold. Cold. Oh, forever. Always. Why? I was like, oh, I don't know. I never, I don't take hot showers. <laughs> you don't know. And like, you didn't know? I think, I think, to do this? I think maybe I was like, it's wild. I had to be a sophomore and junior because I definitely wasn't a senior. I would have told the person to fuck off. I definitely yeah, was yeah. young enough where I was like, uh, oh, okay, like, I'll, yeah. I'll turn it do up. Do it hot, weirdo, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I started digging hot showers. The other day, my heat went out in my brand new apartment and I fucking jumped out of the shower. It was ice cold. Oh, I can't do yeah, it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what I do do, it's not easy to just do what, it. What I do do when I wake up in the morning is, the first thing I do before I check my phone, and I've got a physical alarm clock, so I don't grab my phone. Oh, uh, that's good to do, yeah. Or on the other room, I've heard. Is I smile. I fake a smile, mm-hmm. and I read something online that said if you something with your brain and your endorphins, yeah. something that you I do if you yeah. wake up in the morning and you force yourself to smile, fake a laugh. I like that. Even I, if I, it's I, fake. I do a couple minutes of gratitude, just gratitude, think about what I'm grateful for. Ooh, I, mean, I, I, like I meditate that. too. I've been big into meditation since I was probably. Early 20s, after, like, a lot of this shit sort of happened after a friend passed away. Um, good friend of mine passed away. He was hit by, struck by a car. Oh, Jesus. I, I was there to witness it. It was oh, pretty, fuck, pretty, man. pretty big on me. Um, fucked me up mentally for a while. Was that, like, night, day? Like- it was night, yeah. We were out partying all night, and he was struck on Route 3. It was on the news and stuff like that. He was fuck. running across Route 3, and he was hit by a car. Why was he? In the car. Just, he was you guys are just fucked up? Yeah, he was trying to run across the street to a... Uh, um, a gas station, but there's a median and there's a fence above the median. He didn't see the fence, I guess, and he stopped. Car hit him, probably doing like seventy. The guy just kept going. He, the guy's still living with this on his on his conscious. Wow. But the sec, that's why me and a friend of mine waiting to try to pull him out. Another car hit him, and then it was, it was over. <gasps> oh fuck, man! Yeah. Jesus Christ! But, yeah. So um, when was this? Uh, 2010. That could fuck a person up, man. Yeah, yeah. How do you move on past something like uh, that? Uh, it's it's. A lot of it's, it's you have to help yourself because there's times 
you know, some dark times. Um, you get depressed, obviously. You have a lot of guilt. You have a lot of, you know, obviously issues. But you have to figure out ways to help yourself. You know, reading, a lot of self-help stuff, meditation, um, just, just perspective. It sort of it freaked me out to, to a point where I was like, like I said, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, almost like questioning everything. What the, what, am I at the right job? Like, life, life's this fucking short. Like, it can end tomorrow. Like, almost that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, of course. So it sort of kicks you in the ass. Like, hey, like, you. I mean, what are you going to be remembered for? Because he was, everyone loved him. Like he, any type of, you'd walk into a room and, you know, or he'd walk into a room and light the place up. Like that's, what are you going to be remembered for? You know, like a legacy. And that's sort of, that's sort of where I get this stuff from, you know, just because, because of a tragedy, obviously you have to find some sort of light in a situation. I mean, that's a, that's a level of trauma mm-hmm, yeah, that yeah. not many people can relate to. Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, it, yeah, obviously there's just a sort of PTSD from it. Oh, of course. I mean, I've, I've talked to people, you know, therapy and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, swear it, by it, therapy. It, it, yeah. It t- just talking helps. It's, mm. it's not like, you know, people think it's some wacky shit. No. No. You're just, you're, it's what we're doing right now. We're 100%. Talking. This we're is therapy. This, this is therapy for yeah. me as much as it is for, for me. I could do this all day, you know. 100%. You know, I like talking, I like helping people. I'm always trying to help people and, you know, put, push knowledge on people. And like, I'm all about positivity. I got this shit tattooed on me. PMA. Positive mental attitude. I like from that. A, it's from a band. You got good work. Where do you get your tattoos brains. done? Um, a couple different people. Um, I'm the only guy I know who both my tattoo artists. Yeah. Is, uh, you can't see it. most of my shit's covered. Right, right. They both moved out of state. Oh man, bummer. Yeah, <laughs> two for two. One's from Caldwell, uh, Kat Ackerman. Mm. She's actually she lives in Pennsylvania now and works out of uh, Black Magic or Black oh, okay. Black something in Brooklyn. Okay. She, she's out of Brooklyn. She did a lot of great work. Um, and these two are from Eric Schwein. He's out of uh, Jinx Proof, right in Montclair. All right, nice. My buddy, he's on Piff Doom. He's awesome. He does a lot of great American traditional. Uh, yeah, that's for him. My buddy Joe, Joe Wachewski. Do you think there... So this is off topic. Sure. Was back to what we are talking about. Do you think there's a way to make like cognitive, positive impacts on your life without it coming from a tragic place? If you're like of blessed course, with like well, millionaire parents, and, that's, the, and, and, and that's it's hard for that because a lot of people, you know, like a lot of people, like like if I didn't lose my job yeah, yeah, last yeah. year, I wouldn't have picked my camera. Of course, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, things are gonna happen for you to you, and if you're gonna recognize how this can change you, um, there's a lot of people that I, I sort of feel bad for because they were put into great situations their whole lives, and maybe they'll they'll have millions of dollars and be very unhappy. Oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> Uh, and maybe, you know, a lot of people get depressed because of that. They don't understand, you know, like it's, it's perspective and having something real happen to you. I mean, you don't have I, to have, to have, to have the, that happen the, to you, but yeah, the things like just, what I'm interested in learning, just understanding what happens and what are you going to do with it? You know, it's, it's like, and then what it's like, all right, well, my father's got cancer. My, I lost my job. Um, I, I, I went bankrupt. All right. Yeah. That's awful. Everyone, everyone's got issues. What are you going to do now? Like, and then what? What? Mm. And, what now? Almost you know, like and now what? Yeah, yeah. Of course, because life goes on. You got to keep fucking going. I like that. You know, and that's what happened to this. Like, I can't dwell on like my friend dying. Like, obviously, I think about him every day still. But how? How am I going to make him proud? How am I? You know, as a human being, what can I do? It's almost like that whole legacy thing. It's almost about you know leaving something on this earth that you know from photography to just making tables like whatever. It's something crazy, but. Just and then I trust you. I'm not. Even, I, I'm constantly thinking about like, what else can I do? What else can I do? And that's you know, I want to start getting to philanthropy. You know, um, we're helping people of need. It's just, it's only just begun, man. I'm only, I'm trying to snowball and really. All right, what can I do now? I want to own own a lot of businesses and get more into entrepreneurship. You know, own a couple more businesses. That's, I gotta that's, be honest. I don't know that you have the mental perspective that many people are share yeah i think it's an uncommon too complacent yeah too comfortable with this nine to five complacency kills and it's yeah. just it's 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 kills just it's not a fulfilling life because they're gonna be there's gonna be a, when they're 50 years old that's why they'll get divorced cheat on their wives get this fucking shit like oh fuck like uh what did i get do with, what am i doing with my life what did i do with my life maybe it's regret it's life too short man mm-hmm. no it's it's you have to take it by the balls yeah. and constantly be like all right well what am i doing how can i improve what's next is this really making me happy? Am I fulfilled as a human being? You have to go to bed being satisfied what you're doing every day. What's you the know? best piece of advice someone's ever given you? Ever God, a lot, man. Uh and I mean someone like in your life, not like a yeah. Gary V kind of person. No, I mean, no, like, no. Um That's a good question. Um Don't half ass it. In life, doesn't matter what it is, for my uncle. He's like, You gotta whatever you're gonna go into, it doesn't matter if you're you're cleaning up Shit, shit off the ground like you can't doesn't matter what the job is doesn't matter what you're doing Do you it. better put all into it you know because that's integrity doing it like 
doing what's right or doing the right thing when no one else is looking because that's that's something that's a character thing and that's how you if you live your life that way and people will see that or even because you know you didn't fucking fuck up or not fuck up slack mm-hmm. or, you know because you do that and you'll 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 have that perspective into everything you do totally you know say if you mess up on this the small things and they'll, they'll snowball into the big things and then you know but if you if if you the way you clean your apartment the same way you clean your or do something else you know you do you, photography you, or this and that yeah like, if you're gonna do something it, it, if you're gonna do something it's worth doing it the yeah, right you way you can't no all of it all in there's no half stepping hmm, i like that I, I i mean dude like obviously we've been friends for a short while mm-hmm. we've only i think we met last year yeah right, yeah, yeah. right before yeah, the pandemic yeah and uh i gotta be honest i'm wildly impressed with like your mental attitude and especially in the face of like what could be like a traumatically life-defining event like mm-hmm. to take something that's yeah, like i mean I've, I've had a couple other friends die from overdoses and shit like that. it's just it's always like my whole. I, I'm gonna get a tattoo now. I've always said like, one day it'll all make sense. I've, I've, I'm gonna have a photo show one day, and that's what's gonna be called. One day it'll all make sense because there's shit just happens like in life. You're like, all right, everything's going great, then something happens, and you're like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? You know, even relationships. This has happened to me where I'm like, what the fuck? Like out of nowhere, you know, it, it could be anything. You know, it's just it's it's life's gonna fucking hit you in the nuts out of nowhere, and you better be ready for it, or you have to gain something from it. You know, and it's 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 life funny. It's so crazy, but I yeah. love it. Now what? Yeah, yeah, but I, I appreciate that, man. I really do. Yeah. I mean, you mean you're a very like-minded person. That's why we, we sort of gelled. Yeah. You know? Man, fuck. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely blown away. Like, to, to be, like, I've gone through some shit. Everyone goes through mm-hmm. some shit. I can't say that, like, and I know 10 years is a far removal, but, like, mm-hmm. from witnessing something that's Still tragic. Still bothers me every day. Yeah. yeah. I'm like wildly impressed with like you. Made me a very human. emotional person too. I was very stoic. I didn't like. It took me a lot to cry. I'm with him. A lot to stuff like that. But dude, I'm. I'm talking about to get deep on you now. I mean, please wa- do. Watching parents bury their child, that was heavy. That yeah. fucking hurt. Like and then I had my uncle who died of a brain aneurysm. He was a brain aneurysm. He was retired for three months. A great fucking financial job out of out of New York City. He worked for a Chemical Bank. He worked for all these banks. Right by, you know, great house in Connecticut. Three months into his retirement, shovels the fucking driveway, brain aneurysm, dead in his fucking driveway. My, you know, and watching my two cousins, one was in high school, one was a freshman year in college, bury their fathers, and the, the pain going through theirs, like eyes feeling their pain, burying their father, like seeing the casket, and then that hits me, and then, dude, I cry in commercials now. So do I. I'm watching. It's fuck, so dude, bad. I'm, I'm so I get sorely hyped for people like Shark Tank. Like you hear these stories and like they get their deal. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, dude, do you I know so what gets me? I start t- I'm like, yes. Like I, I feel for people. I want people to just do well. Me you too, know, man. I get so hyped on fucking success. Of that people, wasn't me 10 years ago. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't give a flying no, fuck about I anyone. Like I didn't care. It just I took me a lot. I, I was in motion. I was like a fucking wall. Mm. You know? like, I was that way even too. My parents like, hey, he barely cries. Like anything that happened, a funeral, stuff like that. Um, out of my parents. I'm usually like the, the quiet one. You know what gets me? Uh, like you know, really, for a while. really in my feels, this is going to be fucking hysterical. Golden buzzers. America's Got Talent. Oh yeah, I, I will I watch. Wa- Golden- I, can't, I can't watch that. I, I don't have time to. I, I, <laughs> no, no, I watch, I watch TV, it on YouTube. I gotta watch the. Th- I watch it on YouTube. Yeah. The highlights <laughs> so, when these guys. Oh yeah. When this girl who's like thirteen and yeah. she's bullied because oh. she like has a cleft lip or something, yeah. and then she sings Fuck fucking yeah, Beyonce. Him, yeah. I'm crying. Exactly. I'm wa- it, it, <laughs> dude, I get hyped. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sitting there crying. Yeah. It's hysterical. That, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. On but that. I didn't, and, and like I, that, it ultimately ties into the thing yeah. that like I, so been, I oh, dude, undercover boss. Who? Oh, At yeah. the end, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm like, yeah, yeah you get two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, we're gonna go. Like, fucking like, yes. yeah, fucking I'm yeah. a wreck. Like, and that's because now that hypes you up. That's inspiring. You're like, yeah, see, fucking hard work. People are fucking real. You know, if you fucking put in the time, hundred percent. You know, just do your fucking. You know, it's it, you know, not to impress anyone. You do it just to be a good person and to just constantly bust your ass, dude. Do the right thing. It'll get fucking shit will happen for you. You're speaking my language, man, because, and again, these are like emotional growths and mm-hmm. like personal growths right. that and I've I, only yeah, seen recently. I mean, I wish you everyone had that. You can't, but you can't, it's not, people don't, and I, it's sad because I've had friends like, that I've not like barely hang out with anymore that I've had for a long time. Like, oh, give me a little hang out, this and that. I'm like, I can't hang out with you. It's growth. We're on different, you know, levels, man. Like, you know, you're sitting, like, you, all they do is complain, you bitch, and they complain about shit that they're putting themselves into. Like, wow. it's a, a relationship problem mm. where I'm the very, very honest with them. Like, yeah, well, why the fuck do you do that there? Why are you fucking doing this there? Why, like, oh, well, she, I fucking hate, she's mad at me now. Yeah, well, why the fuck is she mad at you? Oh, oh, oh. I'm like, yeah, it's all you fucking... Because you're in it, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm like, I don't have fucking time for that. You I don't reap have what you sow. Exactly. I'm like, dude, you did this to yourself. Don't I, fucking complain to me about 
about that. I, I think the luck I've been fortunate in that, like I've had the same group of guy friends for like my mm-hmm. entire life. Yeah, I've had a lot. I got a lot of friends. Yeah, and, like you know, different groups from skaters to kids I grew up with in town. Like I have a huge fucking group of friends. I have a lot of friends that are huge musicians. So it's just. You know, it's 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 like whatever day I want to be. You know, do you not find- I want to be. It's just you know, if I'm going to see a show, if I'm going to do this, depends on what interest I'm doing today. One of the reoccurring things that I bring up a lot is like how regimented our lives are at a young age. So it's like sixth grade yeah. graduation, senior well, year. It's, it's, everything's it's, it's sort of that whole fucking system of right. What small town? This is you know how you're supposed to do things. This is what you're supposed to do after college. You're how you're when you're supposed to be married by hundred percent. That's crazy. And I, so trust I, me, I can get I, heavy into that. I, I've often like flexed against that. Like mm-hmm. so, I'm like out of that mold yeah. big time. But now at 35. And like staring at five years from now, like where's forty? Right. Do you project future you at all? Yeah, you have to. You have to. You have to have goals. You have to have some sort of visualization of where you want to be. You know, or of course you'll go nowhere, and shit won't mm. happen for you. But also, like I said, getting back to that, like you know, living in a small town. Obviously, out of my core group of friends that I grew up with in high school, most of them are married. You know, probably have kids. But I've always been the one who's like, all right, they want to do shit. Like they all, you know, maybe followers, and I'm like, I'm fucking doing this. That's why. Like I sort of broke away from them like in the mid 20s that's why i got back into like skateboarding getting into skateboarding hanging out with a lot of skaters building fucking skate parks and stuff you know out of nothing just from donations we built we we're building skate parks in newark that's, that's whole awesome thing. yeah i can get into that also but um so it's just you know like my mother's like oh when are you gonna get married yeah i'm almost <laughs> 30 years old then 33 and i'm like listen i don't care i don't care who's old, who's doing this because it's like it's, i've seen it where like i've had friends who like are following so and so. Joe just got married, and then like you could tell they're they're getting heat on themselves. The very next person they fucking meet, they're engaged in six months or two years. I'm like, this is I'm like, I, it's not. Like, I'm okay with getting that. a new handbag. I'm okay like, with it's that. It's not. Oh, so and so got the new Louis V. I need to get it too. This is life. Just because so and so had a fucking child, you don't need to have a child. I don't. Yeah, well, well fucking, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, but stuff like that, you know. I uh, everyone at their own pace. It's for sure. 2021. I, I will likely meet someone and marry them yeah, right away. But too. that's I'm because not, like when I meet not, my person, right? Of course. But I meant it more so like life wise. Like I've tried to get to a position where I'm no longer being like where am i going to be in five years because mm-hmm. wherever it's going to be it's like wherever what i'm doing now is going to take me right and i think it's like jesus take the wheel like yeah. i'm just kidding yeah but like literally <laughs> i've gotten to the point where like i'm so happy in the skin that i'm in yeah, in, yeah. in the you place you can't think too much and trying to plan too much yeah no, it's because shit won't fucking you'll, you'll, you'll get lost in your own head 100 you'll, you'll be like oh shit, this isn't how it's supposed to go or this is how it has how it's supposed to be planned or mm. don't plan too much 100 certain you know and that's a lot of it's confidence because a lot of people can't go into situations like i've i prided myself on being it my father's not this way he gets very nervous and anxious about like things that the fearing the unknown mm. maybe he's going on vacation maybe he's doing shit like that and like it doesn't matter what the situation is, I'm like fuck it. If whatever happens to me, I'm gonna fucking hundred percent roll with it and then operate as I have. You know, the but best that, line that's sort of how I have to have life the, with too. The best line I've I've heard in a while is you can't worry about the wreckage of the future. Mm. Like the shit that's gonna happen to me in a month from now, a year from now, six months from now, whatever it might be. Yes. How am I gonna spend today worrying about? Of it? Of course, I mean you, you piss the day away. You can control it. Yeah. Obviously, the decisions you make, you know. Are the outcomes of your life? Hundred percent. Also, mm. you, you can't bug out about it because you'll be sitting in your apartment doing nothing. Yeah, because a lot of people, people do that. People <laughs> get too scared and they're like, "Oh, well, I don't want to do anything," or like everything bugs them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Uh, so I like to spend the last bit of every podcast okay. just doing like some rapid fire questions. Sure. Like some of them are easy, some of them are heavy. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll start off with an easy one. What's on what's uh, what's your favorite movie? I have one, man. Uh, I love movies. Um, Top three, five. Mm, just a couple dude, that stick I out. I couldn't. Uh, I love Saving Private Ryan. That's Good always one. a classic, obviously. Um, big Godfather fan. Oh, yeah. Classic, Part two, right? Shit. Yeah. I've always liked one first. Really? Yeah. Part two's good, but just the, the simple simplicity of one. Um, how it's filmed. I'm like big into like you know quality of film and just shit like that. Uh, let's see. It's a lot, man. I mean, that's good. Film I haven't seen recently. Uh, the Green Book. You seen the Green Book? Phenomenal, phenomenal. I loved that movie. I'm I, not huge. I don't have time to watch movies. I gotta be honest. Yeah. I love that movie. Did it also feel it won an Academy Award? You know. I mean, yeah, Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Did it also f- so like? I want to take like two things away. The movie is incredible. I loved it. I've seen it yeah, f- I, at least I'm four. I'm big into writing and like how it was written. Like, well, you know, people are like, oh, it's lame or whatever. I'm like, dude, that's fucking phenomenal. The backstory of it is yeah, incredible. Uh, like, I dude, didn't the know bo- that was real. Yeah. I had no clue. But I, it's it's funny how like almost recently, just small side note, 
like a friend of mine, like father knows the fucking guy who's like in it. The driver. Oh yeah, it's uh, my father's friend. I'm like, what? Like, I think he's from Jersey. He's they're from uh, Brooklyn, Queens. I yeah, think. okay. But yeah. it's just it's weird how shit works. Yeah. You know who knows who. Uh, I love the movie. I've seen it three or four times. It just felt like I don't know. It felt like the right movie at the right time kind of thing. Mm, yeah. I, Is it the best movie I've ever seen? No. no. I love it. It's a great... Yeah. Oh, it's on. I'm going to watch it. Right. Movie. Yeah, my father told me about it. He's going to watch it. So right. good. I'm like, all right. I'll, I'll Our parents lived it, though. Yeah. They lived that. That time. Big time. Yeah. Hell yeah. I might do the shit my dad would tell me about. Because <laughs> he, he grew up... He was an immigrant. Born in Turkey. And he... No shit. Yeah. Um, so he he moved to the uh, Newark. North Newark in the 60s. You know? Race rides. Yeah. Race like race, he yeah. was living all Italians down there. Literally, like the many saints in Newark. This whole new movie. That's his neighborhood. Nice. Like Enzo Rosillo, the owner of Rosillo's in Caldwell, lived across the street from him. They're the same age. I worked at Rosillo's at 19. He's like, I know your father. He's I'm like, what? He's the like, fuck? he goes, your grandfather. He's Turkish, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, your father's Turkish. Have your grandfather come in. I'm gonna, he's like, he's like, yeah, we lived across. My dad was like, yeah, we lived across oh from Enzo and his thing back in '64 on on uh, Summer Road or Summer Avenue in Newark. It's wild. And he, my father, would tell me, he's like, yeah, tanks would be rolling down the street, yeah. all this type of shit. Then he moved to Caldwell in the early 70s. Nice. Like it was like you know the whole fucking. I mean that's how dream. that's how we all end up yeah, out yeah. here. My my dad ended up in Maplewood. Uh, my mom ended up in South Orange. Mm-hmm. I mean that's how like pretty much that's it all. That's our area, especially where we grew up. Like half my graduating class was from Bloomfield, Belleville, yeah. Eric, and Caldwell. That's so funny. It's called the Guinea Gulch. As the Guinea Gulch. Says it, Bloomfield Avenue, yeah. <laughs> two eighty and Bloomfield Avenue run parallel. I know. That's County, baby. Um, what's uh, what's your favorite book? Oh uh, man. Um, I mean, I don't have a favorite. Uh, just what I've been reading recently. Um, I thought it's like self-help. Jab, 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 oh. left hook. What? Gary Gary Vee, I, yeah. I've read that. I've read all of this shit. <laughs> recently, um, one from Tony Gog- uh, David Goggins. He's a Navy SEAL. He's yeah, big, I read it. Uh, I forget what that was called. Uh, it's good. My buddy Rex can kill me. It was really good. It was yeah. really good about his life and stuff like that. Uh, the PMA effect from... Uh, John Joseph, he's the lead singer of the band The Cro-Mags. Uh, it's, it's another self, not self-help, but just, you yeah. know, just shit like that. Uh, oh, uh, Matthew McConaughey's new book. I, re- I listen to that. I do a lot of, like, uh, Audio Audible. Books, yeah. yeah, all the time. I listen to that on the way and way back from uh, Miami. Green Lights, awesome. Very, yeah. very, very I've heard it's very good. It's very good. And he narrates it, right? Yeah, it's, it's great hearing yeah. his voice, too. Oh, I right, wouldn't, right, you wouldn't, right. Yeah, you wouldn't want to learn it, like, hearing that, because that was his first movie. And I was like, his learning about that whole movie, like, it, it's funny. It's that really, is really, really cool. good stuff. But it's very, like, inspiring perspective. You, you learn a lot about him, and you're getting a lot of respect for that guy, nice. what he's been through. And, like, I, man, this guy's really got his fucking shit together. I've got it here Mental. somewhere. I haven't read it yet. Yeah. I have got, I'm, I'm the it's king tough. of, I, I buy, I, like, I 10. I would love to read books, but once I start, I'm so tired at night. I'll get three pages I'll be exhausted and my yeah. eyes will be I will never finish them I dude I, 95% of my mm-hmm. reading is done poop time yeah I'm in my car in the headphones when I'm running at work when I'm doing like a woodworking it's all podcasts and yeah. reading you know nice what's uh, what's your favorite food mm, uh, I love steak I love pizza buffalo wings I love garbage how about buffalo chicken pizza yeah from Angelina's oh it's the best it's the personal, fucking though. best I the yeah 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 no, I mean, not, not false you size, gotta man. crush it Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Do you believe in an afterlife? It's hard. I don't know. I've always thought about it, but I, I'm, I'm like a science guy. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. We're, we're animals, you know? Uh, we're, I think it does make sense to me. I'll, I'll give you a good I book to read. We, we very well could be just... Accidents? Meat, meat and bones in a, in a ground. <laughs> just meat sacks? Gone. I, uh, like a dog. Is I used to think that, too. Do all these animals go to heaven? Because we're the fucking same thing. So... I used to have like a very uh, nihilistic. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just, I, to me, it just makes make sense. How? I, I totally get but that. But there's plenty of like shit, like oh yeah, like afterlife. I would like to think maybe I maybe I do because you know to, to, to a certain I still pray. I still you know so who obviously have to if I'm praying to somebody. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess I do. It's yeah. just it's like one of those back and forth. Like oh, I guess it doesn't make sense, but also. There is sort of a belief of, you know, there's a faith. Some sort. I like that. I mean, I've got multiple religious oh, tattoos, but yeah, I'm not big yeah, into religion, yeah. so. <laughs> rosary on my arm for my brother who's a bad accident as a kid, you know, and that's, that's, there was a rosary next to his hospital bed. I got it because he should have been dead that night and he lived, you know, out of a huge car accident. Wow. So I got it. I'm like, all right, this is a remembrance. So obviously, yeah, I still have faith. But I like that. Um, What's the biggest piece of advice that you have to give to someone who's hearing you on this podcast, like first time, yeah. someone who doesn't know you? What's like your mantra, your motto, something that you want to, rec- you know? Uh, don't dwell on the past. Regret. Do not fucking let it happen. Um, 
If you want to be older, perspective, fucking constantly keep perspective. Be grateful. Constant gratitude. Discipline is going to be the way you get any sort of success. Do hard work, hard work, hard work, hard work. You know, this is just saying that the only tangible part of success is hard work. You know, like you could be talented, you can, you can have this, this and that. Yeah, I mean, what's what's the only thing that anyone could fucking do if they want to be successful is work hard. They could be not the smartest, the talented, best looking, fastest, can't jump high, can't be naturally athlete, you know, so work hard. Um, leave it all out there. Don't fucking half-ass shit. Uh, be grateful for what you have. Definitely, I'm, I'm so big on gratitude, you know, because people get, they get so hungry. Another thing. Oh, with- they're like, oh, my, we're supposed to be in my life. Oh, my job sucks. This and that. You got to fucking look at some sort of perspective. Oh, I, I mean, like, gratitude I mean, has been... way worse. Way, uh, way worse. Like it, in, in a heartbeat. You know, we're, there's so many fucking Tomorrow. Humans. Your life, you know, like, you fucking won the an lottery. An hour from now. You won the lottery, could, yeah. man. You were born. You're in the fucking America. Like, people have no clue yeah. how good we have it, how good anyone yeah. has it. I'm big, big on gratitude because, like you said, like, we... Uh, That's a happiness. We happiness have is hit, the goal, man. Yeah. Happiness. I just want to be happy. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And happiness comes from within. Of course. Yeah, and that's because a lot of people don't understand. They think the house, it's the fucking cars, it's the money in the bank. It doesn't matter. Nope. It's, it's what it's, are you fulfilled? Because when you, it's are gone you satisfied? tomorrow. Are you you're, satisfied you're, with yeah. what you're doing right now? Exactly. It's gone tomorrow and you look back that I fucking, all right, am I satisfied with where your life happened? And a lot of people aren't. Like, because I've, I've talked to people. I've said like, yo, like, what if you die tomorrow? Would you be satisfied with where your life has been? Like, oh, no, not fuck no. Mm. I'm like, what are you doing about that? That's a, that's a lot of the reason for these conversations. Yeah. I think I want to know how people feel about yeah, that. I come never. It's just, I, I guess I could be. Yeah. I'm, no, I wouldn't be. If I died tomorrow, I wouldn't be satisfied. Cause nah. I have so much more. There's a lot of unfulfillment. So much, oh, big time. Yeah, even people are like, oh, potential. why don't you move? Like, people are even moving. I'm like, I got an unfinished business. I live in Northeast New Jersey. We were very fortunate to live where we live. This is where all the money's at in the fucking country, like 70-something percent in the fucking tri-state area. Um, if, if you make it here, you make it anywhere. But it's, if you're good at something, there's 15 other people just as good. Mm-hmm. So that's like that drive then, right there. Like, yeah. fuck, like, you know, like, I don't want to, you know, bitch out. Like, oh, I'll move somewhere else and I'll just, it'll be easier. It's but, It's running, right? I've had this conversation repeatedly, especially with like my last podcast with Jess Miller, because mm-hmm. um, she's always wanted to live in California, right. and she just moved there, and she couldn't be happier. And like, I Good. love that for her. But awesome. like, there was a lot of times in my life where I had the opportunity to move to yeah, Florida or Miami, but and no, I didn't because I can't do it yet because I'm not I'm unsatisfied. Hundred percent. The 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 timing for everything yeah. is, is immensely. No important. way. I haven't even came close to. Yeah. Killing New Jersey. I'm with you, man. I can't wait, dude. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, man. This has been helpful. I, I, I got to be honest, I'm I'm, uh, I'm wildly impressed with like your mental attitude and uh, just I how you like it. go about attacking thank life. You, and I mean, uh, I, that's that's the only thing. I mean, I do I even shit on Facebook, on Instagram, like constantly putting quotes or whatever. If I could, someone could read something I put on, or just even listen to me or hear me. You know, if I could inspire one person or just like give someone else a fucking uplift of some sort, because if their day sucks. If they're not feeling great, it's like, oh, fuck, they read something on my Instagram, that's going to help me, and that's going to make it all worthwhile. I really appreciate it, man, and uh, you're a good dude, and uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I really appreciate this. Thanks, buddy.